0: Hey everybody, I am back with Shy Pod Shuffle. This week we are talking about rap music. Um, in a little while, you're going to hear um, from my friend Alex, who is also my roommate. He's going to be talking about future. So until then, I'm going to talk about the little bit about what I know. Uh, so as usual, we're going to be looking at the Billboard charts. So once again, uh, number one on the top rap charts is Truth Hurts by Lizzo, just like it was for Pop. However, this song has spent 20 weeks on the rap hot charts, um, Peak Position 1, where it already is, and fun fact, this song has gone platinum twice now. So, like I said last week, um, Lizzo, hella good artist, um, Super about Female Empowerment, The song, every single girl I know knows the words, half the guys I know know these words, um, still not a fan in the music video, it just feels like it doesn't fit, it's, just odd to me. Anyways, moving on. At number two is Goodbyes by Post Malone. Uh, this song has spent 10 weeks on the charts at peak position two. Um, I don't like this song, personally. I'm not the biggest fan of the album. It doesn't fit how I've seen Post Malone in the past before. Uh, his part in the song is just okay. It sounds like he meant to produce this for radio. And then even more so, I am not a Young Thug fan. And then you throw Young Thug in here with his really out of voice, and it's just weird. Young Thug just does not fit, man. It's not my favorite at all. There, I don't even want to get started about the album. Um, Hollywood's Bleeding, it's okay. I will probably do a whole episode on that show, so look forward to that. Um, anyways, the music for this song... It's, like, really theatrical, uh, Post Malone's fighting someone in the beginning, and he gets stabbed, and he's, like, bleeding out, and next up is, like, a graveyard scene that is almost identical to Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do video. He, like, rises from the grave, and he's, like, walking around all, like, zombie-like, and I swear he just stole that idea from the Look What You Made Me Do iconic video that came out two years ago, um... And Taylor Swift's video is much, much better with the graveyard scene. But that's just me. At number three is Ransom by Lil Tecca. This song has spent 14 weeks on the chart at peak position two, although it's currently at three. I actually did not even listen to the song once before I started looking into the charts. But the song's, I'm actually a fan. The song's pretty catchy. Um, It's actually not too vulgar. Um, It's not really overbearing. It's not, you know, it doesn't make me want to cringe when I listen to it. Um to me it kind of sounds like a, a more rappy Khalid almost. Uh the song's catchy, it's got a catchy beat. Um the music video is actually really interesting. It's way more vulgar than the song is. There's just close-ups of ass and weird graphics and he's flexing a golf cart. Um he's 17 hanging out with braces. Um, my favorite part about the whole video is the fun facts at the end. If you haven't watched the video, I say spend the three whatever minutes and sit down, watch it, and look for the fun facts at the end. They're pretty funny. Um, it's something I've never really seen in a video before, so I was really interested in that. Next up at number four is Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. This song has spent 47 weeks on the rap chart, and its peak position was number one at number four now, but it is what it is. This song should definitely be Swayly and Post Malone. Um, However, it is one of my top five favorite songs ever. I love Sunflower. Um, It's such a smooth song. I just love Swayly's voice. I love how it fits with the tune and the sound of the song. Um, I love the beat, I love the lyrics. I love the repetitiveness of the lyrics. don't know why, but just kind of do. However, as much as I love Post Malone, he does not fit in Sunflower at all, um, in my opinion. Post Malone has that signature, raspy, um, deeper cigarette smoker voice, and Swaley does not. And to me, it's not what fits in. It doesn't sound right to me. It doesn't sound... Like, it flows, in my opinion. Love Post Malone, though. It is what it is. The video for the song is so adorable. I love Spider-Verse. It's one of my favorite movies. And the video is just the movie. It's clips from the movie with the lyrics attached. Um, it had the saddest part of the movie in it. Not gonna spoil it if you haven't seen it. Um, and I cried again at the music video because I'm just completely a wimp. Um, anyways, yeah. Love Sunflower. Don't love Post Malone on it. Yeah. Next up, we have Old Town Road at number five by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. This song, somehow, by the grace of God, has spent 27 weeks on the rap charts at peak position number one at some point in time. Probably its first 10 weeks. I still don't like this song. Old Town Road It was supposed to be a joke I think, I really don't know, but somehow it is just blowing the minds of people. I wasn't a fan of the first version, I'm not a fan of any other version I've heard, I don't care who's in it, I don't care what it sounds like, I am not a fan at all. It's got a cool beat and a get stuck in your head chorus, but I will really giddy myself up out of here if I hear that song one more time while I'm at work. But. Kids like it. It's fine, I guess. Still, not my thing. The music video is exactly what I would expect. Um, there are some sub features in the be- beginning, which is pretty cool. and um, It has, like, a past-to-present jump, which is a little cool, but the video is just pretty predictable. It's him getting shot into the future, well, I guess the present, and everyone's confused. He's riding a horse, and all of a sudden he goes to a store and gets all this, like blinged out cowboy wear and then his horse turns into a sports car and then all of a sudden Billy Ray Cyrus is there and then they go and sing to people playing bingo what I don't even know it's so weird but it's just like the song anyways um Lil Nas X blew up literally overnight from this song it's cool he seems like a cool guy just not the song for me However, I do love Billy Ray Cyrus. That man could be my father. I would kill to be Miley, Miley Cyrus. I definitely would. So I'm sitting here with Alex Waldron, who is my roommate. Um, he is going to be talking to me about future this week. Um, so Alex, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, I'm Alex. I'm a uh, senior here at Mercer University studying accounting. I've been uh, living with Cheyenne for about three months now. It's going pretty well. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Alex, you know I know literally nothing about rap other than, like, Ric Flair Drip, which is my favorite song. Um, So that's why I I was counting on you to talk about Future. So hit me with the facts.
1: Well, Future is... He's not the most popular rapper in Atlanta anymore, but he is the most important, in my opinion. You said Ric Flair Drip's your favorite song. He is probably the biggest influence behind Migos and their whole group. Um... He started in the early 2010s, releasing mixtapes, and then eventually releasing his first studio album, Pluto, in 2011. Um, and you can see his influence everywhere. He's influenced uh, Juice World has called him um, his favorite rapper. Lil, uh, not Lil Wayne. Uh, Young Thug has called him his influence. Drake has latched on to him. He's probably the biggest influencer in Atlanta rap at this point. Started the uh, whole auto-tuning your voice thing when you're rapping and not just singing that Quavo uses a lot Um, He's just probably the biggest influence on all the other Atlanta rappers at this point
0: So what makes him so influential for you? I know I hear you play future Literally all the time when you're taking a shower. So
1: yeah, I mean I listen to him at least once a day. There's always a song Um, He just has songs for every mood that you're in.
0: So tell me a little bit about any new news about Future? I know you've tried to explain to me his entire life story and how Sierra's married, but Future thinks he's cheating on him. What the world is going on with that?
1: Uh, well, currently, that's all uh, taken care of at this point. He lost the, uh, lawsuit.
0: <laughs> he filed a lawsuit against her? No, she her.
1: filed a lawsuit against him. Oh, okay. For, uh, libel. He lost. <laughs> um... Currently, going on in Future's life is another lawsuit. A uh, woman is claiming that uh, he fathered a kid with her, and uh, he's claiming that he didn't, and so they're uh, going through a paternity test right now.
0: Do you think he's the father?
1: I don't know. Not... <laughs> <laughs> how many
0: kids does Future have?
1: Uh, six or seven, depending on how this works out. <laughs> um, My favorite Future song is definitely Stick Talk. I think it's one of the only perfect songs ever made.
0: <laughs> What's so perfect about it?
1: Just the lyrics, the beat, everything about it. Like, it's really just a theme song for like, yeah, we're going to go out and we're going to do this.
0: <laughs> so it's like a going out song. I've only heard the, you playing this song. It's more of
1: like a, a pump-up song, I would say. Like, it's uh, bef- like if you're at a pregame, you're like, oh, we're going to go out, we're going to have a good time. But it's not like a club song at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what is your favorite scenario to listen to Future? Like, you're doing one specific thing and you know future's got to be playing what is it
1: i listen to him a lot when i'm playing basketball actually it's a really good way to like get your head in the game um i don't know like i said he's really good for just every occasion like i can't think of a single occasion when i wouldn't listen to future like he's even got like religious songs for like if you're in (laughs) church and just be playing future in your headphones (laughs) pastor's talking got a song called, uh, Talk Shit Like the Preacher. Perfect for it. He's got a song about, uh, how he was cheating on his girl. He tried to talk to his pastor, and he found out his pastor was doing the same thing.
0: Cheating on his girl? Yeah. Oh, no.
1: See? It's perfect for everything.
0: Okay, Alex, so tell me the funniest thing you know off the top of your head about Future.
1: Uh, well, one time, well, Scotty Pippen was a great NBA player for about 20 years. He had a great career, won a bunch of titles, and, uh future slept with his wife one time it's <laughs> a like, nice way to say it
0: future has a tendency to sleep with people's wives and girlfriends
1: i mean if you're just as cool as he does <laughs> it's like it just happens sometimes just
0: coincidental <laughs> yeah so anything else you want to say on the topic of uh, future rather than just explaining to me his entire life story because uh, i don't want to edit that much
1: well Uh, The last couple albums he's released have been kind of a disappointment. Um, The last two were The Wizard and Save Me. The Wizard was kind of just, it went through every theme that Future has explored during his career. It uh, just showcased like two songs of each theme and each uh, alter ego. And Save Me was just an album about how he's addicted to drugs. And it was kind of boring because I've heard about that for uh, years now. So I'm excited to see where he's going from this, but I'm also kind of worried to see, like, where is he going to go? Does he have another level to go to, or is he just kind of done? But we'll see. I am excited for uh, Super Slimy 2. He did Super Slimy 1 is a collaborative album with Young Thug, and this time he's bringing on uh, the two newest, hottest Atlanta rappers, uh, Lil Baby and uh, Gunna on for Super Slimy 2. When does that come that. out, do you know? It said November. I'm hoping it comes out in November, but Future is never on time with his music.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, anything else? That's all. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Alex. You're I will welcome. see you in probably our living room. So, thanks to Alex for talking to me about Future. I really don't know much about rap. It's never been one of my top genres. It's definitely been something I listen to when I'm at home, getting ready for a party, hanging out with my friends. Um, sometimes I listen to it when I'm working out, even though I don't do that very much. Um, but it's pretty okay for the most part. Um, anyway, so my favorites out of rap. Um, I do like Post Malone. I'm definitely gonna save that for another week because I want to talk about Hollywood's bleeding. And I want to dedicate an entire episode to the album. So, Post Malone is one of my favorites, but we're gonna save that, push that to the side. Um, my favorite song is, like I said earlier to Alex, is Ric Flair Drip by Offset and Metro Boomin. I want that song played at my funeral, along with the taco bar. Um, the lyrics are whatever, but it's the beat, it's the catchiness, it's me dancing to it in my car while I'm on the way to work. Um, and also I like Migos, so having Offset in there is really cool. I don't really follow Metro Boomin, I've just heard the Metro Boomin once some more in some songs, so that's that on that. So another one of my favorites is gonna be Kendrick Lamar. I've never seriously followed him. Um, However, there's very few songs by him that I don't like. You know, I've never really waited for albums to drop or songs to drop, but everything I have heard, I've thoroughly enjoyed. I've incorporated into my daily life sometimes, you know, put it in my morning song routine. all of the songs just have such different tones. You know, you can listen to yeah, in Mad City, um, King Kunta, Backseat Freestyle. They just all have, a, like, such a different feel, but they all are really true to his identity from what I've seen so far. Everything sounds like him. It doesn't sound, you know, corporate-y. It doesn't sound like, you know, someone else produced it for someone else and he just took it, you know? <clears throat> I can listen to Kendrick when I'm sad, exercising, when I'm feeling like a bad bitch, whenever I'm on the way to work, when I'm at work, whatever. He's got something that I can listen to, kind of like what Alex was talking about with Future. Um, However, I don't know Kendrick Lamar's full-life story like Alex does with Future. I even have a distinct memory of my very first job. I was at work, and my coworker, Giovanni, loves Kendrick Lamar. And I remember this song, King Kunta started playing, and it was so catchy. The beat was just something I never really heard before in, like, present-day songs. And I just started, like, dancing in the kitchen, and Javani started rapping it, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna look him up, and that's kind of when I started getting into Kendrick Lamar. That was probably, I don't know, four years ago? Five years ago, maybe? Um, but yeah, he's really cool. If you haven't listened to any Kendrick Lamar, I would definitely recommend that. I also am really basic, and I love Migos. They're just catchy. There's three of them. The ad-libs are my favorite thing in the world. I have a friend, a nom, who always ad-libs stuff like that, and it's just hilarious. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but they do have some really catchy songs. Um, Stir Fry, I don't even know all of them, but they're all catchy, so. And last up are concerts coming up. So Tyler, The Creator, having a concert October 3rd at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Chance the Rapper October 15th, same place, Post Malone October 18th, also State Farm Arena, we're gonna have Young Thug in Atlanta October 16th, and then Kevin Gates November 4th. Now there's probably a lot more rap concerts coming up, those are just the ones that looked important when I looked it up, so if you're interested in any of those, get online, grab you a ticket, support those artists, and go have yourself a great time. So that's pretty much it for this week. You've got your concerts, you've got Alex talking about future, you've got the Billboard Top 5, and you've got my favorites. So tune in next week where I'm going to be talking about alternative, which is one of my favorite genres. So listen next week.